I'm Marianne Kolbasek McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. This is part one of a two-part interview with David Holtzman, who recently joined security consulting firm Synergistec as new VP of Privacy and Security Compliance Services. David joined Synergistec after serving for eight years at the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights, where he served as a privacy and security advisor for HIPAA and the High Tech Act policy and guidance issues. In this part of the interview, David will be discussing with us his observations about how covered entities and business associates can improve their HIPAA compliance efforts. Hi, David. Hi, Marianne, and thanks for the opportunity. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Now, to start, tell us very briefly about your previous role at OCR and what you'll be doing at Synergistic. At Synergistic, I'll be working with a team of health information security and uh, privacy professionals to provide services to healthcare organizations, their vendors, and uh, health insurance issuers to assure that they have appropriate privacy and security frameworks and policies and procedures implemented so as to protect the confidentiality, the integrity, and the availability of the health information, which in many cases is their most important asset. With OCR, I had the privilege of working on quite a number of endeavors and had a pretty broad portfolio. I worked both in policy development and enforcement of the privacy rule. I was the leader of the HIPAA security rule activity in which the HIPAA security rule came over from CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And then for a number of years, I led the team effort in policy development and enforcement of the HIPAA security rule and in managing the subject matter experts. Uh, the IT professionals that provide a lot of the technical expertise for OCR to uh, implement and enforce the security rule. In the wake of HIPAA omnibus, healthcare entities and their business associates are under greater scrutiny to protect the privacy and security of patient health information. What do you think are the most important measures that covered entities and business associates should be taking to protect privacy and security of patient data? I, I want to return to, to to the point I just made that, that health information for healthcare providers and their contractors who provide either an EHR service or are storing data for them, the health information really has to be viewed as an asset, an asset of the business. And it should be safeguarded uh, just like any other valuable business asset. So the best advice that could be given is for covered entities, regardless of where they are in the healthcare industry, as well as their vendors, should step back and take a broad view to understand what the requirements of the HIPAA privacy and security rules are for their relationship and how they can come into or store or create health information and then take a realistic but broad view to identify the threats and vulnerabilities to 
the confidentiality, the integrity, and the availability of the health information that they are creating, holding, or are entrusted with by the patients or their partners in healthcare. So, for example, if you're a cloud service provider, you should take a very very broad look as to the threats and vulnerabilities to the health information, particularly if you are a cloud service provider and you rely on subcontractors to hold the data for you. So another way to describe this would be vendor management and to identify who, how to best approach your vendors and so that they can do appropriate measures to protect the information that, that they have, both as a, as a contractor as well as if you're the covered entity, how you can identify your vendor and have reasonable appreciation for the steps that they must take to manage the information that you're going to be providing them as part of the service they're going to provide you. In your opinion, what do you think are the most misunderstood or confusing aspects of the HIPAA omnibus rule when it comes to covered entities and also business associates? I think there are two or three areas where the requirements of the omnibus rule are rather misunderstood. The first one is is the relationship with business associates. The omnibus rule really didn't change that relationship. The omnibus rule simply expanded the jurisdiction of the direct liability of the security rule onto the contractors or vendors hired by uh, covered entities or healthcare providers, healthcare facilities, and group health plans. And so I think it's really important that those entities that are covered entities, the healthcare facilities and the group health plans, that they understand that nothing has changed. They need to have business associate agreements in place with anybody they hire to perform a service or contract with for, for some activity. I think what is great about the omnibus rule is that it refocuses attention on that issue. For example, we've we've had a number of conversations with organizations who have been using commonly available cloud computing services, whether it be email, a calendar, or or storage uh, on the cloud. In this renewed attention discussion of the re- requirements of cloud service providers has illuminated and put a put, put a bright light on the need to First of all, identify vendors who are going to provide you services that are trustworthy and that protect and safeguard the information. And number two, that these vendors provide you or be willing to engage in a business associate agreement. If you have a vendor who says, I am not a business associate or I won't sign a business associate agreement, then that should be a sign to the healthcare provider, the healthcare facility, that they need to find a vendor who will who will offer a business associate agreement. The other aspect is is that the healthcare provider has to carefully select who their vendors are. While organizations don't have a direct role in evaluating the compliance of their vendor. Uh, under the omnibus rules. If health information is their greatest asset or a, a significant asset in their organization, then 
it would seem to be a reasonable approach to look at how the capabilities and the practices of your vendor of your contractor, whether it's a cloud service provider or other type of, of information service provider, the steps that they're going to take and the, the safeguards that they have in place to safeguard the health information that, that you'll be providing them as a part of your relationship. The second other uh, misunderstood aspect, I believe, of the, of the omnibus rule is the change in the breach notification rule. The definition of breach has been modified to be a low probability of compromise. In other words, a careful reading of the breach notification rule in the in the preamble language that is uh, that was published in the final omnibus rule. OCR says that there really is a presumption that if there is an unauthorized disclosure of protected health information, that there is a, a reportable breach and that you must do this four-factor test to determine if there's a low probability that the data has been compromised, that, that the data has been accessed or, or is accessible to, to another party. But what I think is misunderstood is that this whole process could be avoided by having appropriate safeguards in place in the first instance. So unauthorized disclosures are a fact of life, particularly if you use portable and mobile devices. Human nature and human behavior being what it is, people are going to lose laptops, smartphones, and iPads and the other devices on which protected health information may be stored. But the organization can easily protect itself by having appropriate encryption in place, for example, on the end user device. Or if they, instead of allowing information to be stored on the end user device by uh, having remote access and, and centrally stored information, server stored information that is accessed by the portable device, for example, the laptop or the smartphone. So I think it's misunderstood that while the breach, the definition of breach has been modified in the omnibus rule, the simple and uh, appropriate measures to avoid a breach remain the same, and the same easy protections are available for all healthcare providers. Now, with that all said, what other big mistakes do you see covered entities and business associates making in their HIPAA omnibus compliance efforts, and how should they fix those mistakes? Well, one of the challenges is, is that we don't have a lot of experience with measuring compliance with the omnibus rule provisions because they've only they've been in effect for only a short period of time and we've not had an opportunity to do a broad overview or look at at compliance with organizations. So based on what we've seen so far, I think a couple of areas where there are opportunities for better awareness are providing access to individuals to their health information. I think it's an important change in the omnibus rule that organizations, if they keep their health information electronically. Individual has the right to receive an electronic copy of that health information and the and the individual really controls how that information is delivered. So it's important that organizations have established procedures in place, have them in place prior to the patient seeking their information so that they understand how health information 
is to be produced and made available to the patient. And they should also work with their vendors or contractors who hold health information to make sure that there are processes in place to deliver health information to the patients who want access to it. And to remember that the information that the patient has a right to access is not limited to the information that's available on the EHR. That's the distinction between the medical record and the designated record set that's discussed in the HIPAA privacy rule. The designated record set is all information that's collected or maintained in the relationship with the patient, including payment information, the information that's developed on the business side in the billing and and seeking payment, as well as the demographic information and ancillary services like diagnostic imaging. So it's important to have a processes in place to provide patients access to all the electronic information that's held about them by the covered entity or if they hire a vendor to do it through the vendor. Thanks, David. I'm Marian Kolpasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. I've been speaking to David Holtzman of Synergistic. Please look for part two of this interview in which David Holtzman discusses enforcement activities of OCR and regulatory issues to watch for in 2014. Thanks for listening.